0: A number of years ago, a very holy priest uh, passed away. He was a pastor of a parish, and after he passed away, the bishop sent a new priest to become pastor of that parish. And within a few months of being there in the rectory and in the office, he and the staff all acknowledged that there was just something off. That that they felt like a, a presence with them in the rectory and in the office, Every now and then, the lights would turn on and off. Different things would happen, like the books would move slightly. <laughs> yep, just like that. And clearly, we, wow, Jesus, <laughs> thank you. We got to pray. This is the whole point of the homily. Um, there are things going on. All right, so things would move um, and so the, the priest and, and the staff eventually, they called the exorcist because they're like, what's, what's going on um, here at our, at our parish? And so when the exorcist came there, he began to, to question them and ask them what's going on. And he, he, he realized that nothing was breaking. Typically, if it's like a demonic spirit, the evil spirits will break things. Like they will cause chaos and disorder. They don't just move things slightly, turn lights on and off. Th- that's typically a sign that it's a soul in purgatory, if that's what's happening, typically, not always. So the exorcist asked the, uh, the, whatever it was, they said, are you a friend of Jesus? If you are a friend of Jesus, then in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to knock three times. And they heard a knock three times. said, okay, um, are you a friend of Jesus who recently uh, passed away? Knock three times. Okay, are you a friend of Jesus who who recently passed away and you are a priest and is your name father so-and-so yeah three times okay so they were aware that this was a holy soul in purgatory that was turning the lights on and off that was moving things because this soul in purgatory was trying to get the the attention of the current pastor and of his staff And so eventually, through the questions that they were able to ask, they were able to ascertain that that they needed to go to a specific drawer. So they opened up that drawer, and when they opened it up, they saw all these mass stipends. There was a bunch of masses that the previous pastor had agreed to celebrate for people, and he never did. And there was tons of them. This was a holy priest. He died in a state of grace, but he wasn't a perfect priest. And so because he had not said all those mass stipends, the exorcist informed the bishop, hey, look, like we found all these mass stipends for all these people that have not been celebrated. To so the bishop sent all those stipends out to each priest in his diocese. And within two weeks, all those masses that were supposed to be celebrated by this former pastor who passed away, they were said, they were celebrated. And within two weeks of all the masses being celebrated, all the activity in the house stopped. No more lights went on and off. No more books were moved. Because that was his way of communicating to them that he had finally made it to heaven. You see, I think a lot of us sometimes just assume whenever a holy person dies in a state of grace that they're in heaven at the point of death. But that's that's not what the church teaches. See, whenever we die, if we die in a state of mortal sin, we go to hell. If we die in a state of grace, we do go to heaven eventually. But if we're going to get to heaven, we have to be purified. There's not like a third place that we can go to. It's not like there's heaven, hell, and then a third place. If you, if you, um, if you didn't choose Jesus, he's going to give you like a second chance after death. No, like if you didn't choose Jesus, that's, that's mortal sin, right? Uh, but if you did choose Jesus, you will go to heaven, but you have to be purified. And that's what purgatory is. Purgatory isn't a place. It's, it's, a, it's a season of purification. We don't know how long that season of purification is is going to to last. It it might last what might seem to be a day. It might be 20 years. See, outside of earth, there's like really no such thing as time. So we don't know how long that lasts. But all we know is that this holy soul who did choose Jesus, he wasn't perfect. though. St. John writes in the book of Revelation, he says, nothing unclean can enter the kingdom of heaven. So who of us are perfectly clean? Unless we're the Virgin Mary or Jesus Christ, we're not perfectly clean whenever we die so that's why we have purgatory. So it's it's best for us to recognize that whenever a loved one passes away, even if that loved one was radically holy, we owe them the gift of praying for them, of fasting for them, doing penances for them, of having masses celebrated for them so that they can receive the grace that comes from the blood of Christ to be purified as he draws them into the kingdom of heaven. Just as we are responsible for each other while we are on earth, death does not mean that we no longer are responsible for our loved ones. We don't cease to acknowledge that they might still need us to help them to abide in perfect relationship with Jesus Christ in their walk toward eternity. So on this day that we celebrate the commemoration of the faithfully departed, All Souls Day, I want to invite us to reflect upon the people that we know who have passed away over the past decade or so, family members, friends, neighbors, classmates, and then to examine our conscience. Have we intentionally prayed for them, fasted for them, offered up penances and reparation for them, had masses celebrated for them? Because if we've not been doing this, this is what we are supposed to be doing as disciples of Jesus Christ. Because whenever we help them become the saints that God the Father desires for them to be, then as saints in the kingdom of heaven, they can assist us in our walk toward abiding in and remaining in relationship with Jesus Christ, not only while we are on earth, but most importantly for us as well in the kingdom of heaven for all eternity.